Our world has changed forever. Lives have been ruined, economies destroyed, but more worrying than any virus is the real villain behind the pandemic. But this is not an episode of doom and gloom. In fact, there is one simple shift you can make that can change everything for yourself and the world. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Nick Broadhurst, and that song you were listening to is called Inner Love. It's a song I wrote about a very difficult time in my life, a journey from dark to light. And I chose that song for my return to podcasting because now more than ever, we need to know it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's been 17 months since I recorded what was supposed to be my last episode of the Nick Broadhurst Show. In that time, I've received constant requests to start the show back up. But to be honest, I just didn't feel the world needed another podcast. We live in a time of radical destruction. So who am I to add more to the mix? But then this little thing called COVID-19 came along and in my opinion, has changed the world forever. And all of a sudden, I felt that deep desire, that urge to have a voice again outside of my music. My hope with the Nick Broadhurst Show is that I can offer you a source you can come to that helps you climb out of rabbit holes and put on a new lens to see through the matrix of mainstream confusion. I believe this is a pivotal time in human history and now more than ever, we all need to find our own truth and power amongst all the noise and confusion. This show is a diary of my own sense-making through this time, but it won't be all pandemic talk. We will still have loads of fun diving into topics as far-ranging as blockchain and digital currencies to creativity, arts, music, performance, sex, relationships, healing, spirituality, food, health, and so much more. It's just my own little humble way of offering some tools for living a life on the path of truth, curiosity, and love. Now, to create this episode, I actually consulted with some people that I love and respect in an attempt to make my own sense about what's happening in the world right now, before I could really then offer you anything that would help you make any sense of what's happening in the world. So with that in mind, let's dive in. Now, I love a good Bill Gates, 5G, smart tattoo, vaccination, reptilian cult, conspiracy. I sometimes dive headfirst into these. I've watched the videos. I've seen the memes. We've all seen them. They've been spreading across the internet like wildfire, which got me thinking, why have conspiracy theories all of a sudden gone so viral? I mean, like millions of people are tuning in live to hear some pretty freaking wild stuff. Millions of people are reading entire documents, watching hour-long videos, seeking out answers. So why is this happening? And it kind of occurred to me that in a time of such great uncertainty, what do people crave? 
they crave certainty. Now, this has been a time of huge uncertainty, everything from what's going on, who can I trust, through to will I be able to pay my bills this month and are my 70-year-old parents going to be okay? There is literally uncertainty everywhere. And the thing with the good conspiracy theory is that the person or people delivering it have absolute certainty. They have a religious fervor to them. This conviction that they demonstrate is so, so powerful. It sucks you into their vortex, clearly, because we have seen millions of people drawn to these alternative narratives. And in particular, people love a bad guy in times of uncertainty. They love having someone to blame. Now, it can feel really good to start getting some answers when you're listening to these sources of certainty, especially if what they're saying seems to make some sort of sense to you on an intuitive level. But what we need to be careful of is not allowing ourselves to become agents of propaganda, just because we've allowed that conviction to take hold of us. Being an agent of propaganda only adds to the confusion. It's not helping anyone. Now, I totally admit that for a while there, I found myself telling people that this virus is a hoax, it was created in a lab, it's a bioweapon, you can't create a test or even a vaccine for that matter if the virus doesn't even exist. Now, I got fully sucked in, guys, fully sucked in. I don't know what the truth is. What I do know is that those statements were not helpful and honestly added to the confusion. So anything that feels like, hey, we have a version of the truth and we're going to help you find the truth, which just so happens to be our truth, right, is most likely not going to be coming at the issue with the level of balance and discernment that is needed in the world right now. I mean, it's interesting, yes. Discerning, no. Anyone who has absolute certainty, really, you should be very cautious of. If you listen with any type of discernment, you have to think, well, how do they know that? How do they know this whole pandemic really is a plan for mandatory vaccination in an attempt to create a Hunger Games society where our every move is tracked? How do they know this was planned by a global conspiracy of greedy multinationals? I mean, honestly, I don't know what's going on right now. Yes, I feel like something is definitely a bit off, but I don't know what's going on. I don't know if COVID-19 is as dangerous as we've been led to believe. I don't know if it came from a lab or a fish market. I don't know if the 5G rollout has anything to do with this, or if Bill Gates wants to inject us all with vaccines that have smart ink in them to track our antibodies. You know what, guys? I most likely will never know the truth, and that's okay. But what's not okay is for me to say, this is what I think. This is what I know, or even worse, this is what is. I mean, how do we even establish what is fact anyway? Especially if we're not even aware of our own bias. A more constructive, balanced way to proceed is with a level of inquiry and, most importantly, curiosity. And here's the thing. Both sides right now, mainstream conspiracy, would do really well to proceed with more balance, with a level of inquiry and curiosity. Right now, if you question the mainstream narrative, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist. If you question a conspiracy theorist, you're labeled a mainstreamer. 
it's like we're disincentivizing people from questioning anything. So where is the middle ground? Surely, there's got to be space for us all to ask valid questions, to inquire when something seems a bit off, right? Is that not our right? No matter where you sit, we need to allow people to inquire, to be curious without judgment. That's the space, personally, I've been trying to sit in, allowing inquiry and uncertainty for myself and for others. And maybe you'll find this helpful for you to inhabit that space of curiosity and discernment. When I allowed myself the grace of not needing to be right or certain, I was able to be a whole lot more objective and discerning. And there's that word again, discerning. It's so important right now. And it was from that space that I honed in on something that had been eluding me when I was caught up in the drama and the finger pointing. And that is the real protagonist of this story, the real bad guy of this pandemic. And I'm not talking about governments. I'm not talking about Bill Gates or reptilian overlord cults. I'm not talking about viruses, symptoms. I'm not talking about people who don't wear masks. I'm talking about fear. Fear is the ultimate weapon. Regardless of who or what is behind this chaos, fear is the tool that's wreaking the most chaos and doing the most damage. We hear that word, they. You know, they are doing this. They are doing that. But is there really a they? The institutions that we love to demonize are less likely to be puppets of some evil overlord or or a group or a cult, and more likely to be puppets of a broken system. I have no real clarity around who is really pulling the strings right now, or whose agenda is in play, or if anyone's agenda is in play. But think about this for a second. If you want to control an agenda, you are far more effective if you keep people in fear rather than united, which is why it's more important than ever to stay centered and not in fear, to stay together, not divided. Fear keeps us stuck in indecision and paralysis. Fear keeps us bickering and pointing the finger of blame. Fear keeps us from taking responsibility for our own lives and for treating other people with respect and courtesy. Fear alters the energy you put out into the world. And let's be real, guys. The world needs your best energy right now. And incidentally, fear is also terrible for our immune system and can make it a whole lot harder to fight off pathogens and viruses, which is an interesting point to consider as you sit in your state of inquiry, right? Fear really is the puppet master's best tool. And the greatest trick of fear is for fear to make you its agent in the name of justice. For you to be fighting on its behalf without even realizing you're doing so. To create division amongst those who were once united. That's why for me personally, it's fear that we're battling right now. Fear is the real villain behind the pandemic. It might not seem like it at first, But this has been a real light bulb moment for me, because now that we know fear is the boss, we get to choose whether or not we surrender our sovereignty and acquiesce our power 
to fear. And once you know who and what you're dealing with, it's much easier to be discerning about what you let in. Which brings us back full circle to what we've all been consuming online. So much of this fear comes from information. Now, we used to fight with weapons. We now fight with information. And fear is the driving force behind this information warfare. Media today is intentionally designed to keep us fearful. Certain platforms are literally designed to get us fearful and outraged. Social media moguls make money when we're in conflict. We interact with technology more than people and become unwitting slaves to non-human forces such as algorithms. But guys, it's not all doom and gloom. To the contrary, humanity is going through a huge upgrade from somewhat certainty to unprecedented uncertainty. The challenge is to stay centered and fearless in the face of the unknown. We're being forced to stop, to try and make sense of something that's near impossible to make sense of and to do it without pointing the finger or pulling people into conspiracy theories. It is a monumental task and a task that fear thrives in. When I found myself feeling too tapped into the fear or when those close to me have been feeling that anxiety, as well as being really discerning about what I let in, I've also been looking at what this is going to bring forth. Now, Milton Friedman, who was a Nobel laureate economist and public intellectual, once said, only a crisis, actual or perceived, produces real change. When that crisis occurs, the actions that are taken depend on the ideas that are lying around. That, I believe, is our basic function to develop alternatives to existing policies, to keep them alive and available until the politically impossible becomes the politically inevitable. So what's Milton saying? He's basically saying, we require a crisis to enable a leap forward. And during that crisis, it's the mavericks, the outcasts, the people who were once ridiculed who become our saviors. What once seemed far out and impossible can become our new normal. And while we're undoubtedly in a period of great uncertainty, there is an opportunity like never before to take part in the next great change. Friedman said that the transformation will depend on the ideas that are lying around. Now those ideas have to come from somewhere, right? So why not from you? You can spend your time listening to shapeshifters, Or you can be the one taking part in shaping the future. You get to choose. So what future do you want to see? A future where people without the wisdom and consciousness of gods are being given the power of the gods to control us through information? No thanks. A system that allows global debt to surpass $250 trillion? Just print more money! Keep the good times rolling, guys. No thanks. The system is broken. A good old shake-up leads to a big wake-up. People are moving to nature, getting out of the rat race, realising they don't need as much as they once thought. As my very dear friend Andrew Hewitt so beautifully said to me earlier today, people are waking up from the nightmare to create their own dream. 
Now we navigate this next growth point by recognizing who the real boss is, fear. We tune into our subtle senses, our energy, to sense when we are in fear, as opposed to discernment. You can feel when you are panicking. You can feel when something is contracting, squeezing you like a vice. That's fear. But you can also feel when you're being moved forward through expansion. That's love. Exploring the uncertainty from your center to find a path forwards. A path centered in love, trust, and compassion. Thank you so much for joining me for my return to podcasting. I mean, honestly, it's funny. I kind of vowed that I wouldn't return. And all of a sudden, it just struck me like a bolt of lightning. I have to come back. And that's how the show was born, in a moment of inspiration. And I would love it so much if you could please share this episode with one person, two people. Hit the share button, share it on social media, and tag me at I am Nick Broadhurst. I promise you, if you tag me, I will respond and most likely reshare your post or your story. So please, let's get this ball rolling again. I'm so excited to be here again. You can get all the show notes from today's episode at IamNickBroadhurst.com forward slash 109. You can also get a full transcript of the show as well. So if maybe there's someone older in your life who doesn't like listening to podcasts, but likes to read, you can send them the transcript as well. And last of all, head to Spotify, search for my name, Nick Broadhurst, and please hit that follow button. It's super important uh, for me personally and my music. And if you can listen to my music and anything that you love, please add it to your favorite playlists. I would be beyond grateful. And remember today to look up, see the beauty around you, see the beauty within you. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with others. Be love. Watch out for when fear is bossing you about. Listen to your intuition. And as always, have a beautiful day. I love you heaps.